Comedy talk at its worst. It's the Lunatic Radio Show. Today, Chris Italia got stuck at a soccer game, so he is off doing his own thing, and it's just me solo broadcasting for as wherever long I broadcast for. Uh, it's the Wednesday Night Hump Day Show, Lunatic Radio Edition. Uh, yeah. Live number to call in, 718-690-9290 if you want to call into the radio program. Follow us on the Instagrams and Twitters at Lunatic Radio. I run everything off the Instagram. That's where I run everything off of. So if you're uh, looking to follow the program, wondering what's going on, uh, the Instagram is the place to go, at Lunatic Radio on Instagram. And I just dropped my mouse. Hold on. God damn it. There we go. I'm back. Yikes. Yes. Solo Lunatic Radio show. A lot to do on today's radio program. Not really. I just like to say it at the top of the show to get people interested. It is the eve of the U.S. Open at uh, good old Pebble Beach out there in California. And I know, uh, <laughs> now that I'm alone, I guess I can go on and on about uh, golf because uh, no one else is here to stop me from doing so. Rocket doesn't like golf. Uh, Chris hates golf. And TJ, TJ's played a little bit of golf, but uh, I don't know if he really knows much about it. Um yeah, the U.S. Open's taking place in uh, Pebble Beach beginning uh, Thursday of this week. And uh, I, I, I want to talk about it because I, I actually played Pebble Beach uh, just over a month ago. I played it twice. I played the course twice. And it was cut. It was trimmed. It was uh, the stands were up. The fairways were narrow. I hurt my elbow playing the course. And... Uh, I'm excited to talk about it because uh, I think this this tournament, this U.S. Open 2019 edition U.S. Open, is a, a wide open tournament because usually these U.S. Open courses are uh, long as shit, like a long course uh, for your average golfer, your average hacker out there is probably like 68, 6900 yards. These U.S. Open courses that these pros play are 7,400. So I think a couple of years ago, they had one that was 7,800 yards. That's ridiculous. Like a freaking, you know, it's nuts. But uh, Pebble Beach is an old-ass course. It's been around since uh, 1919. Uh, and uh, it's not a very long course. I played Pebble Beach a couple of years ago. The, second, the first and second time I played it, I played it four times. Um, and I'm very lucky to have played it four times. I'm literally, you should see my bank account. You would cry. <laughs> Everybody would cry if they saw my bank account, but I'm, I was lucky enough to play it four times. 
And it, it, it's a rarity for somebody to play it once in their life. But I played it four times. And the course is, uh, I played it from the tips. And if you stretch it out, it could be just over 7,000 yards. And uh, it really wasn't that long. It's not a very long course at all. So this U.S. Open with Tiger Woods and Brooks Kepka and uh, whoever the fuck else, Jordan Spieth and Rory McIlroy and Dustin Johnson, this is wide open. This Pebble Beach U.S. Open 2019, uh, it's wide open. So they're not going. These guys aren't going to hit a lot of drivers. They're going to hit a lot of iron shots, a lot of precision shots. The person who's going to win the U.S. Open, I predict, is going to have to putt very well. I'm doing golf talk today because I am by myself. Uh, I've been following this, uh, really jealous of this, like, uh, this barstool show. Uh, I guess these, these three kids do a, do a golf show on, um, barstool radio. And, uh, I follow them on the Instagram. I think it's called like foreplay or something like that. A little play on words, a little hacky play on words. But these guys, these three kids, I don't even know anything about them. I honestly don't even know their names. I never even heard the show. I just follow them on Instagram. These guys are all always at these goddamn tournaments. And apparently they do some sort of, I guess, I don't know if it's a radio show or a podcast about golf. And um, they're always at these tournaments. And yesterday I was watching them on the Instagram. They do one of these IGTV things. And they're on the green there, the putting green, the practice putting green at Pebble Beach where I was a month ago, literally my, my hotel room at Pebble Beach a month ago was overlooking the first tee and the, and the practice putting green. And these kids, you know, they couldn't have been, you know, a day over 25, do a podcast on Barstool, which is kind of popular. The guy over there, the, the president, the, the stool president does the pizza reviews all the time. I know nothing about Barstool, to be honest with you. I know it's very, very popular and people love it. Uh, but these kids are, you know, they're chatting it up with Tiger Woods. I'm like, where the fuck? I should be there. Fuck, I played the course four times. Yeah, I'm in Francesa mode coming in from TJ, from uh, Team Left Jab. Um, yeah, these guys are chatting up with Tiger Woods, Pebble Beach. I should be there. The Lunatic Radio Show should be there doing golf shit. And we'll have some naked broad next to us, maybe in a bikini. Um, yeah, but Pebble Beach. I'm telling you, the winner of the uh, the U.S. Open this year is going to have to putt well. And uh, I'm telling you, Tiger Woods has a shot. But I think Brooks Kepka is going to win it because that guy's a fucking dynamo right now. Uh, I can go hole by hole, too, because I played the course four times. I know, like, the back of my hand now. Uh, I can't putt the course, but I can, I can go hole by hole if you want me to. Uh, first hole, birdie hole. Second hole, uh, they, it's converted par five into a par four for this tournament. It's going to be a hard hole. Uh, small green, long ass hole. It's over 500 yards, par four. Uh, par's a good score in that hole. Third hole. Uh, you would think it's a birdie hole because it's kind of short. It's dog leg to the left. Um, but your second shot, you're hitting into a crown green. So you have to hit a, like a, a lofted club into a crown green in order to get that ball to stop. Uh, so that's a tricky one. Maybe not... That's going to be a tricky hole. It's a short par four. Uh, hard to hold the green. Third hole. Fourth hole, you can hit seven iron off the tee. You can hit driver off the tee. Small green. Should be a birdie hole. Uh, fifth hole, par three. Uh, 
long par three, small green, right on the ocean. Should be able to make birdie. Tough green to putt, if I remember correctly. Um, I think most of the guys will probably make par birdie there. I think this actually tournament, I can go through a hole through a hole, but I won't do it. I think this tournament's going to be kind of a different U.S. Open. I think this U.S. Open could be a kind of a low-scoring U.S. Open. Usually these U.S. Opens, the you know, after four rounds, the, uh, the freaking winner's like plus five and he's got a broken leg. Like, these scores are so high. Last year at uh, Shinnecock, uh, you know, these guys, uh, the winning score was, what, like one, maybe one under or something like it. Brooks Koepka could barely, you know, they dry these they dry these courses out and these, these, these courses become like parking lots. It's like cement. But I don't think they can do that with uh, with uh, Pebble Beach. It rained there today. They got some weather out there today. It's on the ocean. It's always misty. It's kind of a... It rains there a lot. Uh, the course is probably kind of wet. I'm sure they're going to do their best to dry it out, but it's also a short course. So these guys are going to hit like, they're going to hit driver probably maybe three or four times throughout the round. There's a couple long holes. But I'm telling you, this might be a, short, a low scoring US Open. I'm thinking maybe minus nine, minus eight, minus nine. I could be totally wrong. But I think Tiger Woods has a chance to win this one. You know, he's got to get, you know, Brooks Kepka has to get hit by a car. But Tiger has the chance to win this one. He won it by 15 fucking strokes back in 2000. He was the only man under par. Minus 12 was a winning score. The next guy was like, what, minus three? Am I right on? Is that my math? My my math right on that one? Uh, Yeah. So I'm fucking excited about the U.S. Open. Starts tomorrow. I'm broadcasting on a Wednesday. Starts tomorrow. I'm going to be all liquored up. Uh... Probably Saturday. I'm going to be drunk for two days. This week I'm watching uh, Pebble Beach. Pebble Beach is fucking awesome, man. To be honest with you, if the U.S. Open was held there every year, I wouldn't, I, wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't complain. It's so beautiful to watch on TV. And in person, it's, it's the most remarkable place I've ever seen in this country. I, granted, I haven't been anywhere, everywhere in this country. But fucking A, man. Carmel, Monterey Bay. You can't fucking beat that. Jim Nance lives there. God damn it. It's got to be a nice place. Fucking CBS head commentator, sports guy, Jim Nance. Goober Jim Nance lives there. So it's got to be nice. It's beautiful there. Fucking. A lot of, it's, it's Richie. I mean, I've been to the Hamptons. I spent a lot of my life out in the Hamptons. And I feel like, uh, you know, Monterey is a little bit more uh, hoity-toity than the Hamptons. Probably even more hoity-toity than Beverly Hills. But you feel when you're there, when you're there in Monterey, you're there on the property of uh, of uh, Pebble Beach Golf Links, um, you feel like you're in a place you shouldn't be. But I feel comfortable there now. I've been there four times, well, three times. Played the course four times. I feel comfortable there. I'm not saying I'm a hoity-toity guy, but I feel comfortable there. You do feel when you're when you're walking around that property, you feel like they're like there's money and it's it's endless money. You need like a billion dollars to to own a shack. I believe uh, actually my caddy a month ago when I was out there, we were walking down the uh, the twelfth hole, part three, I think. And uh, there's a there's a lot to the right, it's just an open lot, like two acres of land that there's no house. It's just a, just grass. And apparently that two acres of land costs $24.9 million to buy. 
with nothing on it. So that's a lot of money over there, you know? He was even saying that was kind of high for the area, but I mean, $24.9 million for two acres of land? That's a lot of fucking money. A lot of crab grass over there, you know? Not a lot of people are watching this right now, but that's okay. Um, yeah, so who's going to win the US Open? Fucking Tiger Woods. I hope he does. Get out there, fucking Tiger Woods is going to win, and we're all going to be happy, and shit's going to pop off. Uh, I want to actually point out that uh, my cousin, uh, I got to plug this. On August 2nd, uh, there's a documentary about my cousin's band, uh, The Augustines. It's coming out, ready, available to stream on uh, iTunes, Amazon, uh, Google Play, and uh, Venmo. Is it Venmo? Whatever it is. It's called Rise, the Story of Augustines. Look it up, August 2nd, available to stream. Fucking stream it. That band, I've been talking about it for years on this uh, radio show. Eric's been on the show with us, Rock and I, a lot. Um, I love the band. It's They have a great story. Um, uh, you know, it, it, it's honestly Eric and the lead singer, Billy, who was pretty much featured in the documentary. Um, it's a story about their, you know, their their life in music. And, and there are actually two bands. Uh, originally, there were a band called Pela. And that fell apart because the lawyers in in, in music industry just is, is terrible. It's a terrible industry. So they fell apart. And then, uh, you know, they were down and out. I think, believe Eric and uh, Billy were delivering, uh, they were like uh, painting deliverers or something. Vimeo. That's what it is. And, uh, you know, that's what they, they were just, you know, regular jokes. And they were just like, you know what, we got to do something. I can't be sitting here drinking and delivering paintings for the rest of my life, we got to start the band up. So they, they, they put together Augustines. Fucking Augustines. And uh, the band took off. Uh, you know, they played, uh, you know, it was a couple years ago, so they played, uh, they played Letterman, and then they played Leno, and then they played Coachella, and then they played Bonnaroo. They played Coachella at the main stage. They played the main stage at Coachella. Um, you know, all these other, you know, very, they had a great run. And then again, the, uh, literally, uh, you know, the music industry just ate him up, you know, cause when he's, when these rock stars are traveling around on these fucking, you know, you see him on these tour buses and stuff. It's not like all, all bells and whistles You know, that tour bus costs money. That money's coming out of their pockets, you know, yeah, these uh, record labels like, yeah, we'll, we'll fly you first class to, uh, fucking London to play that gig at the fucking Whatever schmucking a fucking, you know, arena. That's a lot of money. It's coming right out of their pockets. Yeah, the, the record label's fronting the money, but it's coming out of your back end. You know what I mean? So, uh, yeah, the, you know. <sighs> I don't know how anybody makes money in, in, in music anymore. I see these all these rappers. I, I, was, I was watching a video the other day on the internet. There's this kid named like a little, little Rich or Little Richie Rich or something. You know, it's a video of him with, like, uh, outside of a private plane. He's got a Bentley. He's got a Range Rover. He's got a fucking pit bull with, like, ice on his neck. He's got fucking weed in his hand. I'm like, this dude's going to be broke in 10 minutes. Like, where the fuck does he get the money? And then, I, then I'm thinking, like, none of that's his. This is just for the fucking... This is just a fraud right here. I'm watching a fraud. Amazing. Uh, there's a lot of a lot of rappers out there with face tattoos, and they're worth millions of dollars. How'd you ever get a face tattoo? I don't understand that shit. 
you got to be really, you gotta, I don't know what it is. <laughs> your mindset is all fucking screwed if you're going to put a fucking tattoo on your face. I mean, look at, uh, look at fucking Mike Tyson. Put a tattoo on his face. Tattoos on your face. Not a good idea, man. I feel good that I don't have a fucking tattoo. Not one fucking mark on my body other than a piece of, uh, I think I stuck a pencil in my arm when I was in fourth grade. It's the only lead I have in me. No bullet wounds, no fucking tattoos, no fucking regrets on my body other than the size of my dick. I do regret that, but I had nothing to do with it. It wasn't like I was like, hey, God, just, you know, go easy on the dick size. I wasn't like that to him. I wish he would have given me a bigger one. No tattoos. But I feel like everybody out there now is so, you know, a little fucking painted up like a graffiti wall. I get this shit. I don't even know what I'm going to do for an hour. I think I'm going to do an hour. If I can make it an hour. 718-690-9290 if you uh, want to call into the radio program. Uh, yeah, so the Augustines. Fucking rise. The story of Augustine's documentary comes out August 2nd. I'm going to be plugging this motherfucker until it comes out. That's like two months away. But when that thing starts streaming August 2nd, and it's available to stream, I want you guys to watch it. Because, uh, you know, I'm hoping the band will get back together after the success that everybody gets to watch this uh, documentary. All the streams. I want those stream numbers up. I know I can freaking... Count on at least maybe three, four streams out of this radio show for that documentary. Uh, let's see. I have Tad of the Universal Monsters. What is that? And a snake fighting a panther coming in from Team Left Jab. I might have wanted to think, rethink that. <laughs> I, mean, I had a buddy in high school that had a fucking tattoo of a wolf on his back. I was like, what the fuck? the fuck are you doing with a wolf on your back? see a lot of dumb tattoos. I have a buddy uh, at work. He's got, the, he's got two shackles on his wrist. Just, it was like an idea. Like, this is, the, this is, this is what I'm talking about, about tattoos. He, he was like, uh, I was thinking about getting this fucking sleeve design. So I started out with the, uh, you know, a solid, two solid wristbands around each wrist of like dark, you know, like blue or like blue. I guess it was black ink, or you know, it turns blue or whatever. So now he's just like, and he, you know, and then he he reconsidered after he got the fucking shackles, and he, now it just looks like he has, uh, you know, X marks a spot and where to put the fucking handcuffs. <laughs> Not a good idea. He regrets them. You gotta. Yeah, I never never had anything in my life that was so important to me that I believed in so much that I would tattoo it on my fucking body. No, no fucking message, no quote, no symbol, no, no nothing. But I feel like, you know, you go to the Hard Rock in Vegas, it's like you need a tattoo to get in. Fuck, I went up there. I went up there, my brother turned 40 fucking a decade ago. And I rolled into the rain, the, the, the Club Rain, I believe it is, at fucking, at, at the Hard Rock. I rolled in there and I was like, what fucking world am I in? Everybody's got a fucking tattoo. Every dude was jacked. And they all had at least one sleeve, like full sleeve tattoo. I was like, I, I fucking missed a generation somewhere. Where am I? Shout out to Team Left Jab and uh, Miss Joe in the uh, chat room for the only two people here listening to the radio program. Um, by the way, Davis Ortiz got shot. 
Uh, that's no good for him. Apparently, David Ortiz got shot in uh, the DR. That is, uh, that is the Dominican Republic. And I believe my... Uh, I don't think my fucking thing's working. Let me see if this works. Oh, great. <laughs> my sampler's not working today. I don't understand what the fuck's going on. Let me see if this works. There we go. There it is. Yeah, David Ortiz got shot, which is an odd fucking thing. David Ortiz of the Boston Red Sox, Hall of Famer. Is he a Hall of Famer? I don't think he should be. If he isn't yet... Uh, he might be. I don't even know. Uh, but he got shot in the DR at a club. Apparently, rumor has it that uh, some uh, drug lord or drug boss paid some dude eight grand to fucking kill David Ortiz. Kill him. Kill David Ortiz. Because apparently, rumor has it, David Ortiz was sleeping with said drug dealer's like uh, a wife. Not good. So fucking some dude rolls in there. Apparently, I read another article that there was like six dudes hired. I read an article. No, it, there's a lot of rumor. There's 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 one rumor that uh, six dudes were hired to fucking take out David Ortiz uh, for a price of $400,000. And not one of them got it done, which is a uh, really real shit job on their part. Because David Ortiz is not quack, he's not uh, light of foot, you know, he's not very quick. Uh, and then the other one is that there was just one dude hired, paid eight grand to, to kill a guy. So, so uh, and then I read another, another article from, I guess, an eyewitness at the club that David Ortiz was actually, first reports was that he was shot in the leg, but the other report was shot through the back and then it went through his leg. He's recovering in the hospital, but it is strange. For uh, David Ortiz to uh, find himself in this situation because you see him all over the TV. He's like a jolly man. He doesn't, you know, I I don't know whether or not what if he was, you know, actually dating or, or slept with or had sexual relations with, you know, this drug dealer's uh, uh, wife or girlfriend. Or whether or not he knew he was banging somebody, a drug dealer's, you know, fucking wife or girlfriend. Who knows? Um, you know, he's a ball player. And people recognize his face. Some chick sees him at a club. She might want to blow the fucking Louisville slugger of David Ortiz. The guy hit some bombs back in the day. She's got to be impressed with that. You know? I wish somebody would have shot him when he was fucking... When the Yankees were up fucking three and then lost four straight in the playoffs back then. That really fucking hurt my balls for a while. That loss. Um, yeah, but David Ortiz getting shot is a fucking a strange story. And I want to hear the end of this one. I don't want the guy to die. I never wanted to, you know. I like David Ortiz. He's a good guy. You know, fuck it. He's, I don't care that he, he was a Red Sox. He's a good dude. But I, I really want to know what the, what the fucking, what really happened here. And this goes to show you, I saw a real sports uh, expose, real sports on HBO about the Dominican Republic and how a lot of, uh, a lot of ball players, like up and coming ball players have lost their lives and stuff from like fucking drunk driving accidents and stuff. The uh, stuff depicted in an expose about the, the Dominican Republic at night, like the nightlife is fucking insane. Like, apparently they say that 
like at 11 o'clock, like, like the traffic lights stop working. Like they just turn them off, like in the city limits. They just turn them off and they just start blink, blinking yellow or whatever it is. Caution. They start blinking, blinking caution. And pretty much you're free to just drive right through. The drinking age is 18. And they say that's even lax. So if you go into a bar and you're 18 or 17, there's like, nah, don't worry about it. You're close enough. Have a beer on me. You know? So it's, it's mayhem down there at night. Not, not the, the, uh, the rule of law is kind of lax. 718-690-9290 if you want to call in. It's just me. So if you can call in. Um, no, I just got a I just got a word on my uh, my phone that uh, people that I invited to do the show today to fill in are, are not going to make it. I'm 35 minutes in. Am I, how, how long am I into this fucking thing? Only 25 minutes. God damn it. Um, yeah. So the DR. I I, I I don't think you can pay me to go to the Dominican Republic. I feel like it's just mayhem down there. Uh, the, med, the 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 hospital facilities, medicine's not that good. There's nothing real good other than the party life down there, but it, even the party life is anarchy. They actually showed clips of like the downtown areas, the city limits, the uh, the places where people go to hang out in the DR. I forget the name of the uh, the cities down there, the major one, but um, there yeah, they they had you know images, and it's just mayhem. People just like you know, it's like a fuck crash up derby in the goddamn intersections. They're just flying, people hanging out of cars. Like the, I think the cops go home at a certain time. You know, they work from like 6 to 11. And at 11, they go home. It's like, fuck this. Let the, you know, whoever dies will clean them up in the morning. I believe that's the way it is. It's insane. So David Ortiz gets shot. Don't go to the Dominican Republic. It's not a good place. It's not a good place. I don't know if you can pay me to go to Jamaica or the Dominican Republic, to be honest with you. I'm not going to go to a place where, like, I have to, like, hunker down in a resort to remain safe. And if I step one foot outside the resort, I'm fucking, my life is in my hands. Like, I felt like when I I went to Cabo San Lucas one time. And I felt like the only place that was safe there was the resort. I went outside outside the resort a few times and I felt a little fucking like, uh, I might get kidnapped. (laughs) This place doesn't seem too safe. You know, when you're walking down the fucking street and you're drinking beer like it's, you know, no one gives a shit. You're, you're, you're actually scared to see a cop because you're afraid he's going to fucking take all your money. <laughs> Instead of giving you a citation for doing something stupid, he's just going to take your wallet like you're going to get robbed. And then you walk past like a, like a delicatessen and cobblestone is a chicken and porn in the goddamn window. Like, what the fuck am I? Very sketchy area. You know, and this is like this is like a hop, skip, and a jump from the resort, where it's all you know Americanized and and uh, safe. And then you go on the beaches in Cabo San Lucas, and if you step one foot off of like the porch or the patio area of the the resort, you get flooded with vendors. You know, the local vendors come up and they're just like, hey, "Here's the hat. Here's the fucking. You want some cocaine? Here's some steroids." Like, dude. Just want to have a cup of coffee on the beach. Maybe play a little volleyball. It's very, uh, Mexico's a little, those uh, countries down there, you know, a little dicey. 
Especially for guys, you know, that are white, not very big. Don't want to get kidnapped. Very easy to kidnap me. I would think on a scale of 1 to 10, being kidnapped, I'm pretty pretty safe bet that uh, I'd say on the easiness of kidnapping me, 10 being, 1 being the easiest, 10 being the hardest, I would say, um... Difficulty of kidnapping me would be a two. Two. <laughs> oh, no. I'll go give myself a four. Four. So, very easy. I'm a reasonable kidnap victim, I would say. I put up a good fight, but, you know, 43. I can only throw about two punches before I get tired. And I'm not going to connect. I know that. Uh, Yeah, so David Ortiz getting fucking stabbed. Or shot. Where the fuck it was. I want to point out the fact that I don't think much, people. I don't know about you people out there, uh, you know, constantly thinking every day. I'm one of them people out there who just kind of likes to think when I have to think. And the rest of the day, I'm just in standby mode. I don't know how you folks feel out there. 718-690-9290 if you want to call into the program. Or if you want to t- tweet at me, at Lunatic Radio. Uh, at most of my days, like during the week, I only think when I have to. And... A lot of the time, Monday through Friday, I can almost get away without thinking at all. <laughs> and it's pretty fucking great. Like, pretty much the only time I do think is on this show, which is remarkable. Because the things I spew out of my mouth are kind of ridiculous. And you're amazed that I'm even thinking right now when I'm talking. But I am. I, I don't think a lot at all. I really don't. <laughs> I was thinking about that last night. Wow. I was in bed, and uh, I was like, you know what? I don't fucking think a lot. <laughs> this is what I'm fucking, this is what's going through the mind of my, this is the, the, the warehouse that, the empty warehouse that is my fucking head. The fucking, the, <laughs> the food-ridden fucking shelf at the supermarket a day before a hurricane's going to hit. That's what my brain is like. Just scattered debris. And the shit that's left on the shelf is it, it's shit that people don't want. That's what my thoughts are. My thoughts are fucking things that people don't want to hear. <laughs> uh, just need some brick and duct tape coming in from Miss Joe to kidnap me. Absolutely. I don't know about seven one eight six nine zero ninety two ninety. If you're in there, uh, let me know if you think. People always say, ah, "I'm fucking constantly moving on the move." I'm- Constantly thinking of new ideas. Like, I watched this guy, Gary Vandercheck, on their Instagrams. This guy's always fucking spewing ideas about how to live life right. I'm just like, man, that's a lot of thinking. It makes me tired. <laughs> you know? People are like, oh, this is how you post on Instagram to get the most followers. I'm like, is that, I don't want to think about it. I don't want to think. I just want to think when I have to. Rest of the time, standby mode. Standby mode for when somebody asks me to think. It's not even when I want to think on my own. It's like when somebody asks me to think, then I'll start thinking. And it's not going to be a lot of thoughts in a row. It'll be one, two thoughts. That's about it. And then I'm back in standby mode. You know when you're like, your, your computer goes into standby mode and you accidentally hit a couple keys and then it pops on like, oh, you ready to do something? Yeah. No. And then you're just like, no, you just I just accidentally hit the keys. That's what my brain's like. Don't want to think. Just don't want to think. 
I don't know if that's an age thing. It's because I'm just worn down by life. Or it's a laziness thing. Or I'm just preserving brain power because I don't have much. You know? I don't know. I just don't feel like thinking. I really am living that um, office space mode. You know? The guy that, you know, watches Kung Fu and doesn't want to do shit. Kind of where I'm at with my fucking brain. Don't want to fucking think much. A couple things I like thinking about. Vagina's good. Vagina's a good topic. Always gets me thinking. But then again, sometimes I'm just like, I don't really fucking need it. <laughs> just like I don't care. You know? Take a little taste. Put it away. Forget about it. That's what I th- I'm honestly like that. Uh, not a lot fucking consumes my mind. You know, thinking is just something I don't want to do. Is that when you, does that mean I'm like fucking done? <laughs> does that mean I'm done with life? I don't know. I'm not done with life. I love life. I love the sunshine. I like playing golf. But then again, I don't think when I play golf. I don't think at all. I think I literally, I'm getting to it. I got it. I'm like, in, I'm like, I had, the instincts of like an in, that an insect gets, you know, like that, like a, like an ant, just, an ant's just fucking doing what an the ant was like programmed to do, or a praying mantis, you know, they're just they're just marching, following the other thing. I think that's what I'm like. I am a, the human version of an insect when it comes to brain capacity. I'm just fucking moving on instinct, you know. Not thinking about. It. You're in survival mode. I don't even know. Yeah, I think when I have to, like, save myself from shit. You know? I think when I have to go to the bathroom, because this is the thing I have to... You get an urge, you get like, ah, I gotta go to that fucking white thing with the hole in it. The water. (laughs) Uh, Thinking is just not a thing I like doing. Fuck. Could you imagine me on Jeopardy? I'd just fall asleep. What is, I don't give a shit, Alec, for 200 That guy has cancer, by the way. Alex Trebek. Sorry for that. Maybe you should have done something else other than a fucking game show. Maybe you should go to a doctor. Um, yeah, thinking, I might do this for another 45 minutes. <laughs> thinking is just something I don't want to do. I don't know. I just wrote that in my notes. Apparently... Uh, pretty soon you'll be able to uh, have a 3D hologram uh, come out of your phone. Uh, ICAN apparently is a company that raised $5 million uh, in private funding, uh, which claims to be the world's first true 3D hologram platform. Uh, let's see. Uh, the tech- technology will allow a person to create a personalized 3D hologram, which can be made using a smartphone. The freestanding hologram can be recorded, replayed, and even manipulated by the user. In practice, this means the user can interact with a 3D image as if it were real life. So apparently uh, in about, uh, let's see, a couple of years with your smartphone, which is where my brain is located because I have no answers. They're all located in the phone. You'll be able to create a 3D image 
and interact with. That's some fucking Star Wars shit right there. Remember when fucking Luke was that little Luke and some like the fucking somebody was like Yoda or somebody was talking to Luke? Or was it we were talking to Yoda? Luke was talking to Yoda and Yoda popped up, his little baby Yoda. He was a hologram Yoda. You could stick your hand through him and shit. Yeah. You'd be able to do it with your smartphone. We're fucking in Star Wars. We're going to have some Star Wars shit in three years with your smartphones. I can't wait till porn takes that over. Once porn takes over the 3D hologram shit, I am not leaving my apartment. And no, I'm not thinking at all. Not thinking. I'm fucking having Lexus Texas hologram. I'll be fucking J-O-ing into hologram face. Uh, fucking pussy breathing. Pussy breathing! Fuck yeah, no. Pussy's a hologram, and I'm blowing loads into fucking air. But at least I got a target, which is the hologram. Anybody uh, with me on this one? Uh, I'm going 3D holograms. Yeah, uh, so uh, the new hologram for... Uh, I can't read. Let's see. Uh, the RYZ platform will even enable people to convert 2D images into a hologram. So you can take a 2D image. Uh, wow. Wait. Users will also be able to convert text, photos, and videos into holograms using RYZ. So RYZ apparently is the uh, platform they're creating. This I Can Inc. They've worried $5 million for this. Uh, I don't know if that's a lot of money. $5 million is not a lot of money to raise to create this kind of a technology. I feel like I need more money to, to make this good. Uh, with the introduction of RYZ, we are excited to show the world a completely new way of interacting with holographic technology right in a platform of their own hands, said Ward, the CEO of this Icon Inc. Uh, we firmly believe that the launch of RYZ will lead to significant advances in visual technology and will impact how both consumers and businesses leverage it. Now, I want wicked pictures or fucking naughty America. Somebody fucking get a hold of this RYZ platform immediately once it's available and please start converting fucking their porns into, I don't know. I'm watching porn in in fucking hologram fashion. And then once that technology gets bored, it'll be fucking 15, 20 years down the line. Then I'll be banging fucking AI robots. And then I'll just call it a day. And be honest with you, when I want to get when I get buried, I'm getting buried with my fucking fuckable robot. That fucking robot's coming with me. <laughs> I'm still on that fuckable robot tip, I'm telling you. I should honestly if I win the lottery, I'm getting into that business. I am gonna be fucking the fuckable robot fucking showman. I'm gonna be on the fucking I'm gonna be on your TV doing commercials about fuckable robots. Uh yeah. Alexis, Texas. I may never meet Alexis, Texas, but I'm going to fucking have sex with her hologram and then bang her AI version robot. That is is what I'm doing. Two things I talked about in a radio program today. Fuckable robots blowing loads on holograms, the U.S. Open 2019 at Pebble Beach, and David Ortiz getting shot. Oh, by the way, uh, next year, uh, apparently the city of Melbourne, Australia, will be testing out um, flying Ubers. 
flying Ubers. So, no longer fucking Uber in a car. They're going to have Uber planes. Apparently, uh, uh, roughly $200 per ride, but uh, you'll be able to fly, you know, get an Uber flight somewhere. You know, local, not like fucking, you're not flying from Australia to fucking, fucking New Zealand. You're not doing that. You know, but if you need to like pop up and pop down somewhere, 200 bucks, Uber ride, boom. 2023, they're going to start testing these uh, Uber uh, flying things. I didn't read the article whether or not somebody's going to be piloting these things. If they're fucking automated, I ain't fucking doing that. That sounds like fucking death on a stick, mate. I ain't fucking... No way. No way am I going into a uh, plane that is flown via, via computer. Not doing that. So there'll be a pilot in there. Flying these motherfuckers. 718-690-9290 if you want to call in. U.S. Open at Pebble Beach this week. Tiger Woods is going to win. But... That's only if Brooks Kepka gets hit by a car. Other than that, I think those are your two uh, front runners right there for the U.S. Open. And uh, I was watching Tiger Woods yesterday, actually on the putting green, uh, hit putts. And the reason why I bring this up is that he was actually putting into a hole that I spent about 45 minutes trying to make a putt in, and I couldn't. So I was standing, Tiger Woods was standing on hollow ground where I was playing my golf. I'm a big Tiger Woods fan, so that made me excited. Uh, let's see. Uh, Meredith, Florida. A woman in uh, uh, Palmetto, Florida, stabbed herself multiple times in the stomach with a kitchen knife because she's tired of living in a Trump country. There you go. This is a fucking smart. That's a girl you want to take home to mom and fucking or put your dick in her mouth. She is tired of living in a a Trump country. According to the police report, the officer arrived at the scene and asked the woman what was wrong. She showed off her three stab wounds uh, of her midsection and said, I'm tired of living in a Trump country. I'm tired of living, uh, I'm tired of Trump being president. So she stabbed herself. Uh, Why does this shit always happen in Florida? Must be the, I don't know what it is. Florida's a beautiful place. I fucking make the most of Florida when I'm down there. And by the way, the CEO Rocket, the guy who's, uh, you know, my co-host for fucking the last 18 years, he's fucking in Florida right now. He's in Miami. He showed me a picture. He sent me a picture today of uh, apparently the, the studios of ESPN News, which is literally on the beach somewhere down there. It's on the beach. That's where Dan Lebitard does his show from. Dan Lebitard, the worst goddamn radio show talk show host in the history of fucking radio does his goddamn bullshit fucking goddamn radio stupid whatever I, I hate Dan Lebitard he does his show from the fucking beach in Florida Florida's nice I don't know why people keep on losing their minds this lady stabbed herself three times because she's tired of living in a Trump country I can't believe that's the real reason she just made some shit up she was probably doing a little meth Watching a little fucking Maury Povich, and she's like, fuck it. I'm going to stab myself because and I'm going to say that uh, I'm going to blame it on Trump. Uh, the woman told the police she had uh, attempted to hurt herself before and had been previously given emergency mental, mental health. Oh, there you go. She's a little nuts. When the pussy goes crazy, 
you got to leave the pussy alone. Don't surround yourself with crazy pussy. You'll never see anything crazier than something that's crazy and has a pussy attached to it. I'd rather be stuck in an FI uh, category five hurricane than be around a woman who's crazy and, uh, you know, has a vagina. (laughs) All women have vaginas. See, I told you, I don't think. I don't think before I speak. Uh, Yeah, Miss Joe commenting in the chat room. Uh, It means you don't want to face stressful realities. I do the same thing. See, that's right. I try to live a stress-free life. Try to fucking get rid of stress at all cost. And when you do get rid of stress in your life, you have the ability to put your brain on standby most of the time. Standby mode. Standby for something to happen. I would imagine on any uh, your average day, now think to yourself as you're riding in your car, sitting in the cubicles, maybe fucking Jay Owen, I don't know what you're doing when you listen to this radio program. But think to yourselves, how many thoughts do I have in a day? 100, 200, 300? How many fucking thoughts do you have in a day? Not meaningful thoughts, just fucking thoughts. I got I to gotta tell you, I probably have, on average, 30 thoughts a day. 30 thoughts a day. That's not a lot of thoughts. That's 24 hours. That's like, that's almost one thought an hour. Almost. And I've survived 43 years. Pussy breathing! Fuck yeah. I'm healthy as shit. You know? Not getting shot or anything. I got to imagine I'm never going to have a brain tumor because I'm not using my brain that much. Fucking thing's perfect. It's healthy. It's not getting overloaded with shit, thoughts, stuff, memories. It's all, you know, brain's just healthy, just chilling. You know what I mean? My brain's like a sneaker. Like if you never take the sneaker out of the closet, the sneaker's always going to remain clean and perfect. See? If you never use your brain, your brain's just, it's not going to get worn down by Fucking thoughts and stress and shit. Anybody with me on this? I can't tell because I'm talking to myself on this radio program. I don't even have a guy behind the fucking glass to talk to. I'm bouncing shit off a piece of sheetrock in front of me. Um, yeah. So, yeah, crazy people in Florida. I don't think really. Have, oh, Madonna's uh, new tour sucks. Gives a shit. Gives a shit about that. That can go. That's about it. Chris Italia not here today because he was uh, got stuck at a soccer game in uh, Queens, New York. So I decided to pop on solo to do a little something for you folks. Talk a little shit. Maybe uh, have a couple left. Uh, I'm going to take a quick break and I'm going to come back and I'll finish up the show right after these words, my friends. You know, the one thing that would make this better? A really big hit of window pane acid. Lunatic Radio. Don't be unsociable. I don't know him. Who the hell am I sitting next to? Lunatic Radio's on Facebook. Oh, they all just go there? Everybody yes. says. Are we on there, Ron? Facebook.com slash Lunatic Radio. Take a moment and follow them now. I hate them! 
Before Kieran has another international incident. What do you like? Facebook.com slash lunatic radio. And it says a friend. Yes, we like that. I like you, you like me. We can have a ham sandwich together. It's called the friendship on the Facebook. Facebook.com slash lunatic radio. If you are a proud supporter of lunaticradio.com show and you like to see this show flourish or just rock and I become alcoholics, you can donate to the lunaticradio.com show by simply going on our website, Rocket Fireway. Yes, absolutely. Donations. Go to the website, uh, lunaticradio.com, and select from one of the options, even a recurring amount, or simply just uh, give whatever you, you feel. Anything and everything is appreciated and helps pay for any of the expenses for this show and helps us keep going and you know not have to dig out of our pockets. And we appreciate, again, anything you can give. Right. So give a shit and give us a donation. <laughs> well, give money. Don't give a shit. Oh, right. <laughs> I can go on about that one. So log on to the lunaticradio.com website. If you would be so kind and give us a donation, it would be great. Absolutely. Thank you. And thank you from the bottom of our hearts. Yes. From the lunaticradio.com show. Now back to Kieran and Rock. They may suck. That is all. What up, LR show, just me today, hanging out. I was just looking at a note I made to myself. I made me very happy the other day. I didn't re- never realized being a fan of Billy Joel for so many years, growing up on his music, recently going to one of his concerts after uh, not seeing him play live for shit, nearly 25 years. Um... The internet says Billy Joel is the height of five foot five. It made me very happy. That means I am one inch taller than a living legend. Five foot five, Billy Joel. Billy Joel is a fucking stud. Because I don't know if you people noticed that he uh, banged um, uh, Christy Brinkley back in the day. He was married to her. Christy Brinkley's like six one. Fucking tall as shit. Maybe not six one. She's like five ten. He's five feet tall. Five foot five tall. That's a taller woman. And Billy's a legend, man. People love Billy. No one's ever mentioned that Bill, Billy Joel was five foot five. No one. No one is in in the in the many years that I've lived on this earth, and the many times that I've listened to a Billy Joel tune, I can pretty much sing to you probably 35, 36 Billy Joel songs. Never once has anybody gone, oh, Piano Man, what a fucking great song. Do you know that motherfucker's five foot five? No one's ever said that to me. No one. And it would have made me fucking happy as shit. I probably would have been a bigger Billy Joel fan, even a bigger one, if I knew years ago that he was five foot five. The internet told me he was five foot fucking five. I'm five six. Five seven on a good day. Five six mostly. Sometimes I'm five seven. You know, when I get a little, you know, a little pep in my step, maybe five seven. Billy Joel, five foot five. Fucking happy about that. I'm taller than a living fucking legend. The piano man. Fucking Leningrad. <laughs> I can't if I gotta name any Billy Joel songs. I'm not a I'm a giant fan. Love the Billy Joel. Great man. 718-690-9290 if you want to have phone sex. Call in. I'm ready. Um, yeah, pretty much that's what that's what I have for the uh, radio program. Not much for the radio program today. I was expecting Chris to tally. Oh, here's a, I have some images here. 
Chris has been talking about how his uh, over the last few weeks about his uh, the, the you know the comedy club stand stand NYC, which is pretty. He it's going to be the largest comedy club in in Manhattan, which is saying a lot because there's some legendary comedy clubs in the city of New York, and uh, most of the clubs that are located in Manhattan are smaller clubs other than Caroline's on Broadway, which is kind of a large club. Chris's new club, The Stand, which is going to be in a new venue, is going to be probably the largest club in New York City. And he was getting close to opening up this motherfucker. Pretty close. Maybe a few weeks away from opening. He already held a gig there with Ari Shafir and Big J Okerson. And, uh, you know, if things went well and, and, uh, you know, he obviously fired a contractor, you know, you heard him on the show talk about that, but he was getting close. The inside of the new stand was getting close. And then last week he came on the show and I actually have video of it. He came on the show and talked about how the marquee that he just had newly built outside of the stand is leaking water. I actually have video of this. He sent it to me, you know, I'll share it with you right now. It, it, there's no, there's no audio to this, but it's uh, Chris literally filming through the front window of uh, his building, and he, he, it's an up angle, and there's a dude on top of it. See him, but he's on top of it, and it's raining, and you can see literally waves of water coming through the marquee. The marquee is supposed to, it's full of lights, like there's holes on the bottom. Those are all lights, as you can see in the video if you're watching on YouTube, and there's just water dripping through it. This whole thing's supposed to be uh, waterproof. So that's got to get fixed, right? And then he sends me these pictures today about how, you know, hey, uh, you know, the club's all so great on the insides, all, you know, dolled up, it's perfect. Uh, You know, we're we're almost ready to fire away. And then he uh, he explained on last week's show that he got a call from the city of New York saying that, hey, before you open up, we got to take a look at the sidewalk in front of the, you know, front of the club. It might need to be repaired. So Chris tells me that last week, sends me these pictures I'm going to share with you right now on YouTube of the, <laughs> of the front of his club. And the sidewalk is completely torn up. And there's a 12-foot hole located right in front of Chris's club that has to have pipes repaired in it. So that's happening. Chris's club is literally the fucking money pit. Unreal. Unreal. I feel bad for the man. I honestly feel bad for the man. Chris is literally taking wheel wheelbarrow of money and just dumping him into this club, trying to get it finished. But he'll get it finished. I know Chris. He's a very talented man. He'll get this thing popping, and it'll be the greatest comedy club in New York City. And there's some legendary comedy clubs in New York City. When Chris had his old stand down there in Gramercy, the Gramercy Park, I believe, uh, that club was fucking phenomenal. Man. Everybody in the world came to that. Jimmy Fallon, Brooks Kepka, actually, the golfer was there. Uh, you know, like they were celebrities, all types, comedians, everybody was hanging out there fucking popping off. So when this new club opens up, it's going to be a hot spot in New York City and he's going to get it done. 
but there's a lot of shit fucking going wrong. It is really Tom Hanks and Money Pit. I mean, look at the front. Of, I'm showing the images again on YouTube. I mean, look at look at it. This is Chris today taking pictures outside of his club. It's literally the construction is literally taking up an entire city street of what they're doing to the front of his club. And Chris has got to pay for this. He's paying for this shit. Oh my god, what a fucking nightmare! But I'll get it done. Chris is the fucking man. I'll get it done. And the stand NYC will be ready for everybody. I mean, he's already got uh, one of those popular podcasts fucking playing there. He's got the Legion of Skanks playing there pretty soon. Got you know, he's got guys lined up. He's got he's, he's got his Booker booking comics already. So it'll be popping. It'll come off. I'm sure he'll be on the show next Wednesday talking about it. You know, short show today. I'm riding solo, but I wanted to come on, do a little podcast for you folks, do a little live broadcast on YouTube for you folks, you know, let you know that we're alive. This is the Lunatic Radio Show. We've been around forever. Probably the longest running podcast in history. We were around before podcasting was even a fucking word. We were around before MPP3s were even a, a thing. So keep it locked to this radio program. We know what the fuck we're doing. Anyway, and I say the word, I say the F word a lot. I'm sorry about that. Earmuffs, kids. Uh, follow us on the Instagrams at Lunatic Radio, on Twitter at Lunatic Radio. Uh, I will be back live Friday with TJ the Mayor, LR Friday Night Show. Possibly back Sunday. Sunday show's been very flaky. Rocket was in Miami this, year, this week, so that's why. And by the way, Rocket, happy birthday to Rocket. Turned 40 years old. 40 years old the other day. The CEO turned 40 years old the other day. So if you're following him on the social media, send him a happy birthday. Rocket was in Miami. That's why there was no show on Sunday. But hopefully it'll be a show this Sunday. It'll be the final round of the the U.S. Open. Uh, Hopefully we'll get something popping off on Sunday for you folks. And then back next Wednesday again with Chris Italia. Three shows we do. Tentatively, the third show that's on Sundays with Rock. It's kind of on and off. Because Rock's very busy. Always making uh, things happen. Rock just had a, uh, a documentary a, a premiere on the History Channel about Area 51. Uh, directed by our, our great uh, friend there, Rory Karp. Rock worked on that. So if you see that on Discovery, the Area 51 documentary, Rock did a lot of work on that thing. So check that out. All right, everybody. I'll see you Friday. Chris will see you next Wednesday. Rock and I will possibly see you on Sunday. Enjoy the U.S. Open. Hopefully you enjoyed this fucking radio show. Subscribe to us on YouTube. Follow us on Instagram at Lunatic Radio. I'll see you later. Peace, people. (laughs)